Welcome to the Scripps Launch Pod. This is episode eight of season one. We have just one episode left because we're nearing the end of spring semester. I know many of our students are prepping for finals right now, and some of you are graduating on May 1st. It's just so sad to see you all go, but we wish you so much success. We have a good episode planned for you today. I found an alumna who is working at Microsoft in Seattle, and she had such a great interview with me and just an infectious laugh, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. I do want to tell you that we are still looking for Scripps College ambassadors here in the Scripps College of Communication. I also have word from one of my colleagues that she is looking for a student writer for advancement publications at Ohio University for the next school year. I will post information on that on the student newsletter, and I also have several other things to share with you. If you don't yet have an internship for this summer, there's still time. Make sure you are receiving and reading our weekly student development newsletter. It's coming into your inbox from Scripps College of Communication via Handshake. If you don't see it there, you need to look in spam, junk, and clutter folders. I wish you all the luck in the world this week as you prepare to finish up spring semester and go into your summer. Please stay tuned and we'll hear more from Paige Winfield, a 2017 graduate of the McClure School. Welcome back to the Scripps Launch Pod. Today I am here with Paige Winfield. She is a 2017 graduate of the McClure School of Emerging Communication Technologies. When she was here, it was called Information and Telecommunication Systems. Paige was a scholar while she was here. She had the Lonsbury Scholarship. She was a standout student in the school, and I got to learn her name. And while I was thinking about people for this podcast, she came to mind, and I was happy to look her up on on LinkedIn and see that she's doing quite well as an R&D solution architect at Microsoft. So hi, Paige. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing great. It's a beautiful day on campus. The sun is shining, and I know you're in Seattle. So tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life right now and your current position. Yeah, um, so I'm here in Seattle, Washington. I've been here with Microsoft for two years. And even though I'm research and design as or research and design solution architect, I primarily focused on mixed reality. Um, so I'm in the mixed reality space, been here for two years and I'm really liking the city. It's really nice here. <laughs> That's great. So I was just catching Paige up. She hasn't been back to campus since graduation in 2017. Of course, now that she's in Seattle, that's quite a bit of a trek for her. But I was telling her all about the Grid Lab and the new partnership with the McClure School. For those of you listening that may not know, the Grid Lab here on campus, which was founded in 2005, focuses on augmented and virtual reality. And they have now combined with the school, and that's why it's the School of Emerging Communication Technologies. So I definitely need to connect Paige to them. She sounds like a little bit of an expert in the field, and I know she's a hobbyist when it comes to video games, that she spends some time every day on her own playing and relaxing and enjoying that medium. So Paige, tell me a little bit more about your current position and whether or not you're working from home right now, how you have managed in a virtual environment. Just give me a little feel for what your life is like as a professional. So in the mixed reality space, I work on the HoloLens. So the HoloLens is Microsoft's mixed reality product or headset. 
And it's not a commercial product, so it's not really for regular consumers like you and I. It's more of an enterprise product. So I help customers deploy their mixed reality devices as well as our first party applications, which is remote assistant guides. So helping them understand what are their scenarios, their security requirements, et cetera, and then helping them getting that technology into their environment. Because of COVID, working from home, I'm still working from home until uh, we get to wave six or stage six. Right now we're in stage four in Washington. So once we move to stage six, then I'll return back to the office. You know, no TBD yet. So I <laughs> don't know when that's going to be. Working from home, I actually really enjoy it. I know, you know, you get a, a wide range of responses to that type of question. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are indifferent. Uh, so far, I really love it. I like being home. I have a stationary cycle that's in my office space. So I just ride my bike and take meetings. So it's just, I really like the working from home aspect of things. But it does has its own challenges, such as like trying to schedule meetings. You don't get that face-to-face -face interaction. And then on top of that, you don't have those impromptu conversations from like just bumping into people in the hall, which I do find to be super beneficial because it kind of sparks ideas. But overall, I'm not I'm not terribly upset about my current setup or arrangement. <laughs> Very good. I'm glad that's going well for you. I have uh, kind of that mixed reaction. Also, I've enjoyed working from home and being a little bit more flexible with my family needs and things like that. But I definitely miss those hallway conversations and just kind of being able to pop your head into a colleague's office for a quick question or mm -hmm. just that human interaction. So I totally understand where you're coming from. So Paige, this podcast is truly focused on inspiring and supporting our Scripps College of Communication students. I know that you held several internships as a young professional. Um, and I did not know before we talked, but you told me just now that you had internships in high school as well. So mm -hmm. please tell me a little bit about the internships you've had and how you secured them. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I ended up being in a vocational program, which was Cisco. So for my junior and senior year of high school, I would spend half of the day in a Cisco class. and through that vocational program, I was able to, we have like a capstone that we have to do at the end of senior year. The capstone is to do like a four week or two month internship. And I did my first one at Progressive and Progressive Insurance in, in Cleveland, Ohio, um, actually Mayfield, Ohio. Um, after that, I then applied for an internship at Rockwell Automation. You know, I had a guidance counselor that reached out to me to let me know that the, the internships were available because in high school, I, I wasn't thinking about internships. I had no idea you can, you can get internships at tech companies in, in high school. So I was fortunate enough to have a counselor that reached out to me to let me know, hey, they're, they're, you can actually start applying for internships now. So I applied. Um, and then having that capstone experience as well as a Cisco experience definitely helped. But I wouldn't say that was the determining factor. So for people listening, if like if you are trying to like secure internships in high school, it's it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> then after having the internship at Rockwell Automation, um, the way that the program was set up is that after that first internship, they opened the opportunity up for you to return each summer after during college. 
So each summer in college, uh, I would go back home to Ohio or Cleveland, Ohio, and work at Rockwell Automation. Um, and then I eventually started working there or transitioned full time. But that's pretty much the the journey. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. And it sounds like a really smooth transition. So one of my questions was, what challenges did you have as a student intern and whether or not you traveled far to do them? But it sounds like you were from Cleveland and you mainly interned in Cleveland. Do you have any challenges that you remember? Well, for me, it was a blessing and a, and a curse at the same time. Being home meant that I got to be close to family and friends, et cetera. But each summer, you you got to do different things in the organization. So you're always learning, which was challenging because you had that learning curve over the first two or three weeks of your internship. And the internship is only for the summer. So it was only like two, two and a, two and a half months. So for a quarter or a third of your internship, you have that learning curve of trying to to learn the the technology and the products especially since in my program it was rotational i wasn't i was never at the same or inside the same organization or business unit so each summer i was in a different business unit which means you have to go through that learning curve all over again so that's the challenging part but on the flip side of that it's also really fun to i enjoy learning a lot so even though the learning curve is frustrating because you just want to get your hands on the on your project and start working on it it's still beneficial because then you're able to learn those different skills rather than staying in the same business unit and doing the same thing or something similar each year. So it sounds like you were really able to kind of explore different areas of your industry, even though you were working as an intern for the same employer for a number of years. Correct. Yes. That's great. I'm always telling students how important internships are because they let them test drive the different areas of the field they think they want to work in. So I'm glad that you were able to find that at Rockwell. And it sounds like it was a really great springboard for you. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for students in finding internships right now during this pandemic when a lot of companies are still virtual and still trying to figure out how to maintain their full-time or, you know, part-time payroll and they're not thinking as much about interns? Yeah, so a couple things. First things first is LinkedIn. So I cannot stress how important it is to have your LinkedIn up to date. <laughs> and something as simple as just, you know, seeing a position that you that you like and then reaching out to someone who works at the company. So for example, I've had maybe four or five different individuals who were either transitioning from their freshman to sophomore year or sophomore to junior year, uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn, just cold, cold reach out and say, hey, I'm looking for an internship. I see you work at Microsoft. You're in an area that I am interested in. Can you help me out? And, you know, sometimes people will say yes and people will say no, but I always say yes. Especially during this time of COVID, I acknowledge that it can be a little bit more challenging to to get those opportunities. So it's so important to reach out to folks, um, make sure your LinkedIn is up to date, make sure your resume is up to date, and then also use LinkedIn search feature as a tool because there's companies that are posting their internships on LinkedIn too. One thing that I always suggest when people reach out to me is to visit, like if they're interested in Microsoft, to visit the Microsoft career site and look at internships because Microsoft, at least, we have an internship program. We're still funding our internship program. Definitely 
go to company websites, look at their careers, their career pages. Second thing is to make sure your LinkedIn is up to date and then using the LinkedIn search tool to find internships that might be available. And then the last thing is definitely just reach out to individuals that work at the company you want to have an internship at and see if they'll help you out. Even if it's as simple as, hey, can you share my resume? Or hey, can you share some, some links to some opportunities? That goes a long way and it shows initiative. Yeah, that's really strong advice. So one of the things I've told students is to use their alumni network. You know, and I know that Bobcats really like to help other Bobcats. And it sounds like you are one of those people who is a yes woman and always tries to help. And I appreciate that. I know it's very hard for students to reach out and do the cold call and things like that, but it's so important. Mm -hmm. So would you agree that we do have a, a strong alumni network? And has there ever been a time when the alumni network truly came in and clutch for you? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely agree. We have a very strong alumni network. So prior when I was looking for, for a full-time job after graduating, you know, I had a couple options on the table. It wasn't Rockwell was one of the options because I had internship there, but I also had a few other opportunities because alumni actually reached out. It was like, hey, uh, we have this, you know, especially during ITS day. So I know things are virtual right now, but during ITS day and career week, meeting up and just connecting with folks who were a part of the McClure school definitely helped to build those relationships long term because when when the time came for me to find a job, I had alumni uh, resources, people who had graduated like 10 years before I did, um, you know, say, hey, we have a job opening. I remember I remember you from ITS day or I remember this conversation that we had or we're connected on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, why don't you apply for this job? And I actually did have a couple offers on the table. I want to say primarily because of the alumni, because I wouldn't have applied or known about these roles if the uh, uh, if our alumni didn't reach out to me and say, hey, I think you'd be a good candidate. We're really missing those in-person interactions that our alumni get to have with students, but I think we are also recovering here, and I'm hoping that we'll soon see that happening in, in the fall and the spring. So in the meantime, we have to use LinkedIn and the other tools where we can connect virtually. So I appreciate that advice. Paige, what's your favorite memory of your time here at Ohio University? Oh, man, so many. <laughs> So th this might not seem like it's that notable, but it made a huge impact on me. And that's learning communities. Like I am a very, sh well, I'm still am a shy person. I'm not as shy, very shy and introverted. And so that transition from, from high school to college can be a challenging one. And having the learning community definitely helped. And then my advisor was Phil, which was one of my favorite teachers <laughs> or one of my favorite professors there. So any memory with Phil is a good one. But <laughs> with that being said, like the, the learning community and those relationships that I built from the learning communities are my top fondest memories. So yes, all of our incoming first year students are in learning communities. So I know that that can be a real bridge for students to find those first friendships and kind of get their their feet as they get to campus. Is there anything else you'd like to tell students? Yeah. One more thing about learning communities is once you build those friendships and those bonds, I remember having so many study sessions with, with my learning community buddies. What's interesting about that is that, you know, I would always say, oh, I'm good at studying alone, but studying with a the group, there, I don't know, it's just something 
so it just clicks like your material just clicks better you have five different people in a group and then perhaps five different ways of explaining a concept and that definitely helped enrich my learning because one thing that my professors would always say is that if you can't explain it well enough for a five-year-old to understand you don't know it well enough and being in a learning community and doing and just having group study sessions where you're explaining something to them or vice versa it really just highlights how much and how deeply you know something and where you perhaps need to do a little bit more studying yeah i've never really thought of that but that's excellent advice because you know when you have to teach some something to someone else that's when you really get the feel for it and you remember the content because we all know how much there is to learn here at college and how much <laughs> how much information one brain is expected to hold when it comes to the exam. So mm-hmm. that's good. Okay, so thank you so much. I, I'm really glad we reconnected and I definitely want to get you in contact with our Grid Lab folks. They will be very happy to hear that we have a recent and gracious alum working on such an amazing product that I know that they're using, the HoloLens. So Thank you for your time today, and I'm sure that if any of our students listening want to reach out to you, that LinkedIn would be a good place, and you'd be happy to hear from them, right? Yes, for sure. Reach out, and then I sometimes I give my number to students, so once we have a connection on LinkedIn, maybe we can have like meetings, and I'm just happy to help out however I can. Well, thank you very much. I'm so glad you're doing well, and it was a great time talking to you today. Thank you. What a breath of fresh air from 2017 alumna Paige Winfield. Gosh, I just love that laugh. She's obviously doing very well and is very happy in Seattle. Stick around. After the break, we're going to hear from another alumna who has just about the best piece of advice I've ever heard at the beginning of finals week. Hi, my name is Natyra Green. I am a 2015 graduate from the EW Scripps School of Journalism, and I work as an associate editor and social media coordinator in the office of the president at The Ohio State University. My one line of wisdom that got me through college is that college is only as hard as you make it, and that is applicable to most situations in life. So work is only as hard as you make it. Life is only as hard as you make it. And that is just a very brief reminder that it's okay to stop, take a beat, and refocus and recenter yourself and realize that there are people who can help you. You can take a step away from your work and that there are usually simple solutions to your problems. So take a beat, especially in this COVID environment. It's mental health is everything. So it's just a reminder that a lot of it's in your head and there are simple solutions to a lot of the things in your life. So take a breath, it'll all be okay. Okay. 